is Rebecca Schissel Marshall with Whole Body Upgrade, a podcast to help you get unstuck, feel better, and have more energy. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Whole Body Upgrade podcast. I'm Rebecca Schissel Marshall, and I am the host of this podcast, and we'll get started as we always do by first connecting with the directions and the guides. So finding your breath, taking a deep breath in and feeling it in your body. Let's begin by welcoming in the directions. I welcome in the great direction of the east, the south, the west, and the north. I welcome in the direction that is above and below and the direction that is within. And I ask all of our helping and compassionate spirits to be here today as we listen, as you record, as I record and you listen. And I ask that our ancestors who have lived well and died well, those from many, many generations ago are here to support us so that whatever needs to be said is said and whatever needs to be heard is heard. And I acknowledge that I am on the land of the Creek in the Cherokee in what is now known as Athens, Georgia. So welcome, welcome today, welcome any day that you're listening to this, knowing that the energy of this recording is always available for you, even if you kind of snag into a different time and space continuum when you listen to this. So meaning if you listen to this later. So I wanted to share with you a little bit today um, around trusting yourself and being yourself. This is a really important topic to me, and it's not one that I would have said a few years ago (laughs) was an important topic for health and wellness, but it is such an important topic for health and wellness. In fact, I think it's actually one of the core underlying beliefs, and it's very much connected to self-compassion, which I've said over and over again is, is key in health and wellness. So let me tell you a little story first. Maybe that will, maybe that will help. As, as we get started. So I feel like one of my really big challenges over the course of my life has been connecting to who am I really? Um, And I've really been looking at this. I think it wasn't a big question until, well, let me take that back. (laughs) When I was even young, I remember just sobbing in my bed, being maybe six or seven years old. And my father coming in and I just saying like, but why am I here? Like, what is my purpose? And my dad was like, what (laughs) am I supposed to do with this child who's asking this question? And, you know, and he was like, like, I ask myself the same question. I don't have the answer. So, so going back then and, and really even in my twenties saying like, what, what is this? Like, who are we? How did this all happen? (laughs) big metaphysical 
psychological questions, right? I think it's why I was drawn into psychology in undergraduate is I wanted to know like why our brain does the things it does, why we do the things we do. Why, you know, I'm always like, I'm fascinated by people. And what I noticed in my own life is that I spent much of my life without really recognizing it, that I would choose particular clothing based on who I was going to be around. Oh, this outfit is for people I see at the university. They would not appreciate this other outfit. So I got to, I got to wear my kind of my UGA outfit, my university of Georgia outfit. That's my other, uh, position right now is as an associate professor at the university of Georgia. If you aren't familiar with the story, so, so there's that. And then there's, oh, well, I'm going to be around yoga people. They would wear this particular set of clothing, right? I'm a yoga instructor. Oh, I'm going to a mindfulness conference. This is what I can wear to that, right? Or I'm going to be hanging out at home. I can wear this then. Oh, people are going to see me. I need to wear this. And what I notice is that's just like one little glimpse into how much I was shifting and changing who I was in order to be, and I'm going to put in quotes, accepted, right? In order to feel like I belonged, in order to slide into whatever I needed to, um, whatever environment I was going to be in. And what happened was over the course of many, many years of doing that, I really didn't feel like I had a sense for who I was, what I wanted, Um, what I liked, what I enjoyed. And that is, it it can, you know, be really disconcerting when someone says, just do what you love, just, just be yourself. And as a person who has had trauma in life and has certain, um, you know, traits where, uh, you know, I have codependent traits where it's like, oh, I just have to fit in. I just have to make that happen. And the way that I decreased anxiety was to do those things so that I knew I would fit in. So when somebody says, just be yourself, it sounds so easy, breezy, just be yourself. And yet that can cause a great deal of anxiety. Who am I? What am I doing? What do I like? It became big questions that seemed like it would be a small task, but was, it is, it is a really big question. So, so over the last probably five or six years, I have really grown and listened to, oh, that's not just what, you know, the university wanted or what, you know, people I was around wanted, but also what society was telling me I should and should not like, right? Like, oh, well, you should like coffee. I I don't like coffee. I am not a coffee drinker. I have, I mean, I think I drank coffee in college when I was studying for exams, but m- more out of a necessity <laughs> than a like. I definitely didn't like it. And I was more of a, like, I'm going to, you know, I was a sugar addict, so I would drink soda. Instead, I drank a Coke. Um, that was my drug of choice. So 
I fit in in terms of what I should eat. I tried to fit in in terms of what I should drink. Oh, people are drinking. I should drink, right? Oh, I don't want to be the only one out not drinking. So this plays in a lot to what I see with my clients is that they, there's this societal pressure of what we should do and how we should be. There's the family type pressure of what we should do and how we should be. And then there's often this, you know, underlying kind of essential self of who we really are that's there as well, right? So there's the social self and the essential self. The essential self is this capital T or capital T. <laughs> it's this capital S self who we who we really are and how how we show up in the world, our authentic selves, right? So if you were like me thinking, I don't even know what my authentic self is, that can cause a lot of challenges to like, well, what do I really want? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to eat? How, what is the healthy lifestyle, right? So for me, I was always looking for the right way. Again, I'll put that in quotes, the right way to have you know, food, nutrition. The more I am exploring and accepting who I am, the the more I am able to feel solid in the choices that I make, no matter what they are, right? So, you know, for example, I remember being, this was, this is probably close to 20 years ago. I remember just being like, you know what? I actually really like red. I like the color red. I want a red car, <laughs> which seems silly, but in in what I had heard, you know, don't stand out. Don't take those big risks. And to have a red car felt like not this professional sort of thing to do. These are the stories that my brain tells me. So being yourself can be almost, um, well, it can be really scary. And practicing that can be a really huge leap. Right? It can be very scary and it can be a huge leap. So as I'm practicing this more and more, I can see that, well, how do I really want to spend my day? What does sound really good to me instead of looking externally to what other people say should be done? You know, as I'm in this online space, certain people post on Facebook and Instagram or, you know, LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever in certain ways. And I'm really exploring how do I want to show up? Who am I? How can I be more me every day? When I was exploring changing my diet, um, really about well, it's happened in, in waves 25 years ago and then again 15 years ago and then again like 10 years ago. Each time there's a, a shift and a change. 25 years ago, I was exploring being a vegetarian. I had been a meat eater. I was raised a meat eater and I was exploring what is it that feels good to me? Do I want to eat meat, right? I was, it was a question that most people don't ask. 
I wanted to ask that question because I was following Thich Nhat Hanh and he was saying, it doesn't matter as long as you're mindful, mindful of the animals who have given their lives for you, mindful of the you know, the, the, the vegetables that have been farmed, the farmer who created that, the son that created that, that is the important piece of it. So as I started sitting with the animals that gave their lives for me, I realized I could no longer eat animals. That was just not something in my heart that I could do. And, and that was a big challenge to society and to my family system, right? They're, they've always been supportive and there was a little bit like, but we don't understand. (laughs) We don't understand why you would do that. And why are you being so weird? Why are you having to do that? And to be able to say, this is important to me. And this is how I'm living my life. This is how I choose to live my life. And no matter what the other pressure was, I was very solid in that. That was one of the first pieces where I felt really solid in what I was doing because it resonated with me and not because it definitely isn't the easy path, right? It's not societally, especially 25 years ago, it's not societally, it was not really accepted. Now it's much more mainstream. And then, you know, the next road was looking at um, sugar, and really cutting sugar out of my life. That was a big step I had to do in graduate school. That was also about 25 years ago for my health. And cutting out um, gluten was next because my son was reacting to gluten. And it was like, well, I don't care what you think. I know what's best for my child because the difference between him eating gluten and him not eating gluten was night and day. Like I could see physically, mentally, emotionally what was happening. And then I felt it in my own body, right? So I'm, I'm solid in that belief because I experienced that. So people say, well, you know, I don't know. I, what about parties, right? What about changing my diet and going to parties? I don't think I can do that. I was so solid in my belief about what I wanted. I had to get solid in that belief to be able to go to a party and say, no, I don't want alcohol. No, I'm not going to eat that cake. It wasn't like, oh, I shouldn't. Again, those quotes, I shouldn't do it. But instead it was, I prefer feeling good. I prefer my body feeling well over what other people think about me. And let me tell you, for a former people pleaser, still evolving people pleaser, that was huge. So when my clients say, I can't give up cheese, like that's my whole family. We just eat, you know, we eat cheese fondue every Friday night. That's our thing. How am I going to give up cheese? right? How am I going to give up gluten? We have pizza. I love pizza, pizza and cheese, you know, gluten and cheese. Oh my gosh. And again, I think it goes back to sometimes it's just like, you can tell yourself, well, what if I just try this and see if I feel better, right? When you're first starting and also asking, you know, that question that put me in a spin years ago, what do I 
want. Not what does society say I should have, but really exploring, trusting yourself, really exploring your own wants and desires. If you want to feel healthy, that might be a greater right desire than wanting to fit in. For me, I found that that was like one of the few things <laughs> that actually spurred me over the edge was me feeling well again. I was willing to have people look at me funny when I brought in my own little meal thing to parties. It's like, well, I want to go to a party, but I don't want to eat the gluten and dairy and sugar. So what do I do? Well, I bring my own food. Then I get to go to the party and I get to have food that feels good to me. There's most people, you know, especially people I work with now, they're like, oh, there's Rebecca with her food. Yeah, we know. Like, it's not a big deal. If people, I even bring it into restaurants and I have no problem saying, as long as you can provide me with a gluten-free, um, dairy-free, you know, egg-free meal, I'll be glad to purchase from you. And some uh, owners are like, no problem. We can't give you that. So eat out of your little Tupperware. <laughs> and some owners have a hard time, but I always, you know, especially when it came to my children, I was very mama bear about it. Like you tell me to leave and I'll tell you my child is allergic to this, which they were. And I'm going to stand up for us being able to eat out at a safe place with our family, right? Because everybody else wanted to eat out. Totally fine, right? We've got our food. So what I see is this in health, trusting yourself, being yourself can sometimes bring up big emotions, can sometimes bring up big questions. And it's often why I don't necessarily start with changing food right away with my clients. We don't just jump into like, here's all the things you should eat because um, there are big, you know, the word that keeps coming up to mind is like the, the first chakra, right? That uh, sense of belonging, of like being a part of a group. And when we think, uh-oh, if I don't eat that, I won't be part of the group, it brings up a lot of past trauma. It brings up a lot of emotions. It brings up a lot of beliefs about what is who am I? I'm the person who eats cheese pizza, right? Well, maybe. But what if you're just, you know, this amazing, energetic, dynamic person? And it doesn't really have to do with what you eat. What if you can be super fun without eating cheese pizza? What if you can go and um, be who you are? And know that you, yourself, will accept who you are no matter what anybody else says. That, my friends, is the big $64,000. It used to be $64,000 question. That doesn't seem like nearly enough. Now it's the big million-dollar question of who. how can you be okay with who you are no matter what anyone else thinks? 
How is that possible for you? And then it translates to all the other things, right? How you mother your children or father your children, how you choose what you eat, how you choose what you wear, how you show up in an online space, right? It's not a, you know, it's, it's not the energy of screw you, I'm going to be me. It's this calm, centered place of I'm showing up as me and I support myself no matter what, right? That's the place that is so powerful with any change you want to make in your life. And when you're firmly rooted in that change, when you're firmly rooted in that belief and that stance, all the other changes become easier. Maybe not easy, but easier, right? There's still challenges. There's still work and they can be way more graceful, filled with ease and grace. So that's part of the work that I do is helping you trust yourself. It's something, as I said, that I have been intimately associated with is learning how to trust myself, learning how to be authentic in who I really am, learning how to listen to what that is, what my heart wants, what my soul wants. And that's what I want for you. Learning to listen to who you are and what you want. So if you are interested in taking those steps of really uncovering and learning to trust yourself again, I would love to be able to support you. I have um, either single sessions. I do single, as I mentioned, seed moment healing sessions. And I also offer a vibrant health package that is a three-month package of working together to trust yourself, to to really cultivate self-compassion, and to make the changes in your life that will lead you to an amazingly vibrant, healthy life. Okay, dear ones. Thank you so much for listening and please feel free to share this episode with anyone. I would love to get this message out to more people. What we need in this world is more people who are authentic and listening to themselves and trusting themselves. Okay. Take good care of yourself. Bye. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Whole Body Upgrade. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, you can visit me on Facebook or Instagram or on my website, centeredyou, that's centeredyou.com. See you on the next episode of Whole Body Upgrade.